Hi guys, uh, the episode that you're just about to listen to is generously sponsored by our affiliates, Board Game Crate. Board Game Crate uh, provide a monthly subscription service where they get fresh new games delivered straight to your door. Just head over to www.boardgamecrate.co.uk and furthermore, if you use our discount code UnluckyFrogIsAwesome, all lowercase, all one word, you'll get a cheeky little discount. It's easy to remember because it's true. Hello and welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. You are joined by your usual... Stop making each other laugh! <laughs> Alright, stop it! Ah, it's amateur hour. <laughs> You're joined by your usual hosts, Josh Hartley, Ben Porter... Hello. ...and Tom Mannering. Hello. Do you prefer Tom or Thomas? I would think after why, a... why are you asking that <laughs> no, now? Because I nearly I nearly eight years of friendship later. <laughs> no, but I like I actually, I actually I actually just nearly called you Mr. Thomas Mannering. It's uh, like a, but a, that, that, that would have been fine because it would have been like a bit, but it's the fact that you asked them what he prefers. Oh I I, I thought it would be rude. <laughs> <laughs> Eight years. Uh, hello. Has it been eight years? It has been eight wow. years. It's not awesome. why we're here, Josh. Oh. <laughs> it's like, wow, it feels longer. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I think that's set the tone for the episode anyway. Yeah. So, yes, well, uh, what have we got to talk about this week? Um, well, Tom has uh, a little bit of a bone to pick with... Uh, with Stephen Forge. I do, I do. They, so. They're the villain of the week on Kickstarter. Uh, who's, yeah. And this week on Who's Been a Dick on Kickstarter? It's, it's Stephen Forge. Stephen Forge. Steam Forge games, so yeah. we'll, again. We'll, we'll, we'll chat about that in a moment, but, you know, gaming-wise, what, what have we been up to? Well, um, one of the ones that we keep forgetting to talk about is we've started working our way through the board game crate games yes. that, we've, that we've accumulated um, and we we've both played Jaipur, haven't we? Not against each other yet. No. Um, I really liked it. It is my my jam, yeah. <laughs> basically. It, it's one of these German games where, like, you, you look at it and you're like, is is it a bit racist? Uh, yeah. Um, that, that's I, like I, a I, theme I think with I, a lot of the, the German. I, I, I think I think it I think it's just acceptable. So what's the script for this game? So so Jaipur is it's a two player card game specifically. Right. Mm-hmm. It's only for two players, and you are you're a merchant, okay. um, and you are looking to trade in like gold, silver, mm-hmm. spices, fabrics, that sort Diamonds. of thing. Um, so you you get cards that represent each of these goods. And um, you're rewarded for cashing them in in quantities. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's it's the you know, the economy of scale type okay. of yeah. thing. Yep. So if you have larger amounts of gold, rather than just trading two, you're gonna get a bigger payoff. Right. Okay. Exponentially for getting five of yeah. them. Right. Okay. But but where it gets really interesting is with the camel cards. 
So the camels kind of drive the game, right? So camel cards, they're not good that you can trade, but what you have is you've got a, what they call the market, and it's kind of like, you know, deck-building games, okay. how you've got a selection, your selection of goods there. And in your turn, you can choose to take one, right. uh, or you can choose to exchange any number of your own cards with those in the market, right. and that includes camels. Right, okay. So you can you, the camels, while they're not something you can sell, they are still a tradable commodity. Mm -hmm. And if you start building them up, it means you can just sweep the entire market and just leave your opponent with camels. a bunch of camels. Right. Okay. So it's the, they are like Josh is saying, they're the vehicle that drives the game. Okay. And you get this really nice marrying of uh, of theme and mechanic there. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Be because you can, like Josh is saying, you can empty the marketplace, and that's representing you. Well, you've got the bigger train mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. you can move more goods right okay um uh, and it keeps the it keeps the action quite interesting yeah um i th i th i think that um that it is quite a niche thing the the, the specifically two player game mm -hmm. i think it's one of the better ones that that i've played though i i really liked it yeah, it was uh, it was really neat. I, I actually I, I was in uh, Static Games. I was talking to um, I was talking to the guys there actually about two player games. I can't remember how we got. I think we got onto it via Twilight Struggle, which is like my my favorite like head to head game. But that that couldn't be further from uh, Jaipur. Jaipur mm. like plays in like fifteen minutes. No, teach it in five. But yeah, in 15 exactly. Uh, yeah. Twilight Struggle takes an entire evening to play. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they were also talking about Onitama as well, which is an excellent two-player yeah. game with the, the, the chess-adjacent uh, game. It, lo it looks kind of... Some of the components and things in Onitama are kind of trashy-looking, though, and it's like with, with an abstract game. They, could, they, they probably could have made it. It would have been nice if the pieces were wooden. Rather yeah. than uh, plas that rubbery plastic that they're out of. But you, you, if, when you're trying to make a game affordable to manufacture, right. you have to you have to cut certain yeah. corners. Whereas like, going back to Jaipur, it's Middle Eastern in theme. Mm -hmm. The artwork's all great. Loads of bright, vibrant colours. Yeah. Um, and so it, 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 yeah. yeah, it encapsulates that feel of like the you know the spice road. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, re really nice. So we were really impressed with uh, with that one. Uh, you and Charlotte also played Dream Home as well. Yes, played Dream Home. So on the surface, this kind of looked like my favourite part of The Sims. Like I really like designing the building, but I couldn't be bothered with like having the people live in it. So on honestly, borderline sociopathic. But why yeah. is that borderline sociopathic? <laughs> have this house, but no people. <laughs> just the house. I just like. I, I that's like... The, to be fair, that's not the worst thing I've heard someone doing in The Sims. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. gonna say like I've heard of appalling crimes against humanity. There was a guy. Sure, sure. There was a guy I went to school with, who made like two of our friends in The Sims, and he made them enter into a homosexual relationship with one another. And then trapped them in a room full of ovens so that the two of them burned to death. Why? Would you do I, that? I don't know. Wow. I, at the time, like you're kind of laughing and you're like, "This is a bit messed up." And you look back and you're like, "There's something wrong with that kid." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not on my Facebook anymore. Yeah. <laughs> What's he doing now? Oh, I don't know. Time. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I was setting that up. Was... Yeah. Do, wow. Do you know, the thing was he. He thought that it was freaky. There was one time where we... Because we were in a, a drama club together, right? Mm. Um, and 
you, you used to go on like rehearsal weekends. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like you know you had a bit of fun. You would socialise. You had free time. But yeah, but you, you were there to yeah, you do were, a specific you were doing thing. Intensive rehearsals for for the show, that kind of thing. So you you had like dorms with bunk beds in them, mm-hmm. and uh, me me and my friend we were. This is the you know the 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 psycho mm-hmm. uh, with the ovens. Um, <laughs> so we're sat up uh, on his bunk, mm. and then we can see one of the other guys is on his laptop, and he's on The Sims, right? And he's superimposing his two ex-girlfriends' faces onto Sims characters. Oh, good Lord. It was that way. He'd angled himself in such a way where he clearly thought that no one could see him. Yeah. Yeah. And me and my friend are just, you know, just slowly turned to each other, like, are you seeing this? (laughs) Wow. Don't know what he did. Yeah. With those characters. I'm sure it was wholesome. I think... Maybe Sims needs some sort of restriction on who can play it. Yeah. At this juncture. I mean, yeah. Yeah, anyway, you, Dream Home. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what, so, what's that about? So, so is, is it like the the best part of The Sims and the, the the part where you're not you're not creepy about ex spouses etc. No. Oh. No. Nothing like it. Nothing like it. To be honest, it is a lot like uh, games like Sagrada. Azul okay. player, right. where you have uh, a board that you can draft mm-hmm. rooms from, okay. but they could as well be tiles, dice, whatever, and you essentially have to you, you go through this process of like trying to precision play. Okay. Um, so you're trying to like get combinations placement. of rooms and furniture. Yeah, like, while it, while works? at the same time. Uh, maybe trying to deprive your opponent of their optimum choices. And like uh, Charlotte was telling me, like some of the things that you can put in your home. This is opulent, like beyond belief. Yeah, well, this is the the horrible thing is that the the game presents itself as all smiley and warm, and it's the sort of the game of the home you'll never have. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's called Dream Home, not Slumlord. So you, I, I know, nice, but at so. the same time, you you know, there there was a time where that kind of home was attainable. Yeah. Whereas it's looking pretty bleak for a lot of folk our age. You just think... Yay, the economy! Yeah. <laughs> you just, and it, it, it's that thing you're saying about how the, sometimes the more zen a game is, the more infuriating it is. Yes. And it's like, you know, the, the little girls like stand outside the home with their hands like clasped, like, you know, endearingly mm-hmm. by our heads, and it's just. You know, and you're just furious that you can't get this jacuzzi for the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Just like in the game and in real life. Yeah, so yeah, it gets quite meta. I don't know if I'd want a jacuzzi in my bathtub. No, I, I think it's a bit swingery, isn't it? <laughs> is, is it? <laughs> I was gonna say I wouldn't mind a hot tub, but like a jacuzzi. No. It's, I don't know. I mean, I'd I'd go for a jacuzzi. Like, Would you swinger or not? Like, yeah, I'd be all over that action. The okay. jacuzzi, not the swinging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, to, just, just to be absolutely just to be absolutely clear. Um, <laughs> Only on record for my political career. Yeah. <laughs> uh, heard it here first, folks. Yeah. <laughs> as far as Dream Home goes, um, I thought it was okay. Does it suffer the same problem that we found with Azul in that? 
you're not really interacting with the other people you're playing with. Yes. Right. And like, and literally in every respect, because there's some of those games where you're kind of just playing your own game, but you're still chatting away. Whereas Azul requires such precision that you're just all sat in silence. What I will say is because Dream Home. I don't think you can really get away from from this is because Dream Home has more character than a game like Azul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know you can maybe have a little bit of banter because this this sort of narrative mm-hmm. naturally emerges from the the home you've yeah. got developing. It's difficult to do that with a tiled wall. Mm-hmm. Aye, yeah. Exactly. Well, I haven't played it yet. I do really want to give it a yeah. go, though. It's okay. Yeah. It's. Uh, I'm not um, super enthusiastic about it, but I don't think it's Jiper, particularly the better, offensive. The better of those two games. Yeah. The thing I would say about Dream Home is that I, I feel like I could play that with my mum. Okay. And she would probably enjoy it. Okay. Um, Family friendly. Don't yeah. know if she would like Azul. Bit too abstract. Bit too heavy. Yeah. In a way. I, Azul is that sort of game turned up to 11, I think. Yeah. So some people love Azul. No, yeah, and I get I get the appeal. Uh, it's it just yeah. for us it wasn't the Az- Azul is not the reason that we play those sorts of games. Yeah. Exactly. Um get video games for that. There, sure. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Pitchforks are out now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. They're you said the me. V word. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, the, so that's what we've been enjoying in uh, board game crate. Of course, we've got plenty of others to yeah, have a crack at. We still need to we still need to play Seven Wonders, which we opened in this month's. Yes, box. we did. Um, uh, Bonanza as well. Bonanza, the the most German looking game I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, yeah. It looks awful. It looks like the old, uh, the old old Euro. Well, it is an old old Euro game. It kind of reminds me of like nineties Beano. Yeah, right, okay. it looks like that. Um, it's one of those games that it probably should have had revised artwork by yeah. now. Okay, I get yeah, it. but it hasn't. Um, and of course, as we say in our videos, if you uh, fancy getting yourself a board game crate, uh, we're doing our little offer five percent yep. off. Just plug in uh, into the offer code Lucky Frog is awesome, all one word, all lowercase. It's easy to remember. Because it's true. Yes! Hey. It works. I'm not indulging it anymore. What what prize do I get? You you get 5% off your order with... Oh, excellent. Uh, <laughs> game crate. There we go. Job done. Yeah. See. Don't say we're not good to you, Tom. I know, See, right? There we yeah. are. So, uh, so yeah, in terms of other gaming that we've been up to, uh, you, guys, you guys were playing a bit of Kill Team tonight. We were. Yeah, we... It's my second game of Kill Team. My third, yeah, third or fourth. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're both still still learning. Very much so. Um, you were you were playing with the new module for it though, right? Yeah, were, the yes. is it Kill Team Arena. <coughs> yeah, Kill Team Arena. So we we plugged that in to uh, to standard Kill Team uh, and had a go with the the more competitive um, mirrored map, I suppose. Yeah, the um, way to put it, it went horribly for me. I, was I th- it that bad? I don't it think felt it that bad. Yeah. I, I think you. What was off. the score? I think I finished on. I think you finished on about nine or ten. Yeah. And I finished on about fourteen. So it wasn't too bad, but yeah. I was just raging that my space wolves 
kept within their dice rolls, which they you did. Were, yeah, you you did, yeah, you 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 did have some pretty unfortunate dice rolling. I I was sat on the sidelines actually because I'm I'm just getting around to building my secret Santa uh, present from Ben, which is uh, the Plague Marines, which are bloody awesome. They I'm are. loving these models. Yeah. Um, so thank you once again. Packed with detail as well. I, I know. Yeah. I know. They are disgusting. Yes. Uh, in but a in a great way. Yeah, yeah. So speaking uh, of of disgusting, um, so I used the Galapox Infected yeah. against you tonight. Um, they're from the Rogue Trader expansion. Mm-hmm. Just horrible. Also Nurgle themed as well. Mm-hmm. Look horrible, horrible to play against. <laughs> horrible to play with. Oh, I loved playing the match. I had, yeah. I had a lot of fun. Oh, did you? Uh, yeah, it was yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, mean, I I felt I felt for you, you know, but I I think it was a a combination on your part of of a tactical misjudgment yeah. and poor dice rolls. <clears throat> well, um, well, that that's what I was going to say is that I I felt that um, first of all I I'd, I'd played the map um, poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what I I picked the wrong objectives. What I should have done, but I did, I didn't really know what to expect. Mm-hmm. With uh, with your kill team, I should have gone more skirmish formation, mm-hmm. um, just sort of peppering your guys from a distance and then, yeah, closing in, um, and to that end, I probably could have picked my squad a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, the the demolition guy and the sniper were just wasted there, mm-hmm. because it's a, the maps all on one level, mm-hmm. whereas the the game that I'd played before had loads of different levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very got, vertical. And I've got Reavers, they've got the grapnel launchers, so mm-hmm. they're like some of the most mobile units in mm-hmm. uh, Kill Team. Of course, they were doing nothing in, no. this, uh, well, in this match. They're, they're not useless in this match because uh, Reavers all get pistols and combat knives. So they're so they're great at close range. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, they've got the Vox uh, modifiers yep. that... Um, that's so it means that the enemy suffers penalties to to leadership. All oh, right, because um, they're like terror troops, yeah. basically. Do they sound like Batman? Is that what those things do? Maybe. Maybe. I I kind of imagine it like like a roar, but sort of like modulated through like a sort of crackling radio type yeah. thing. Okay, like in a death metal type. <laughs> <laughs> and sure. here. On next week's episode, uh, we interview the new Space Wolf death metal band. I bet that exists. I bet there is a death metal band. Well, it used to be a Warhammer record label. Yeah. No. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, definitely. 100%. It was. I've heard some of their work. It's not good. (laughs) (laughs) You shock me. Was it all heavy metal, though? Or was it like... Did they embrace all genres? No, they did not embrace all genres. Was was there no hip-hop crew that rapped about uh, Warhammer? I would be on board for that. But It was back in the the 80s, so it was a very specific demographic that was playing Warhammer. (laughs) Regis hair metal dudes. Yeah, Yeah, it it was like kind of 80s, 90s sort of hair metal. Wow. Kind of... Like Man of War. Yeah, noise marine... All right. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Hey, it was not good. Here's a, f- a fun fact. There, uh, one of the uh, old Magic the Gathering pros uh, did a few rap songs about Magic the Gathering. Okay. Sure. It's as good as it sounds. Yeah. So it, yeah. Was it was it tongue in cheek or? I bloody hope so. Yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> but you know, you never know. You never know. You never know. 
Um, so you're going to join us in Kill Team? I am, yeah, Bring yeah. So I'm, yes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, yeah. Once, once my, I've got two more guys to build up, and then yeah. that'll be my, that'll be the lads done. So we, we were kind of struggling to get um, some folks to play this mm-hmm. with um, towards the end of the year, but I think we, I think we've rallied. Yep. Um, oh yeah, I, I definitely want to give, uh, give more of it. Lanky Santa's keen as well. Yes, so he I, doesn't know which uh, squad he's gonna go for there. Yeah, I would have thought he'd gone orcs, but he's maybe wanting a bit of a change because it's it's orcs he plays. Yeah, or, he plays. Or, he orcs, plays. Da- he used to play dark angels back in the day. Orcs function quite differently in forty k, don't they? To an extent, yeah, they're they're not the same as they were in, in sort of fantasy and age of Sigmar. Because um, in age of Sigmar, they're like the elite. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas it's more of a horde army in forty k. Uh, it was more of a horde army. They've gone. A bit more elite with it, but yeah, I still bit, say it's okay. not the same as like, yeah. As yeah, we've got the um, mega knobs and stuff like yeah. that. Knobs, knobs, and gets. I'm I'm in a similar boat myself, to be honest. I don't really know what faction I'm going to do because yeah. I've I've played. You've got loads. <laughs> yeah, so I've I've played now the Gene Steel Cultists, which I really like. I've played the Imperial Guard, which I quite enjoyed. Played the Galapox Infected, which quite enjoyed, and they're all quite different as well. Yeah, they've all got quite quite varied tactics. I've still got Marines and Death Watch and things, and I don't know. I'm kid in a candy store. I am. I'm torn. Too too many choices. I've bought too much crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm pretty much sticking with my Space Wolves um, because I'm still quite invested in Age of Sigmar, mm-hmm. and they've just um, we you know mentioned it tonight. They've just announced Warcry, which mm-hmm. is going to be the the Age of Sigmar equivalent of Kill Team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll see what that uh, looks like. For that. Ho- hopefully, fingers crossed, we get something quite Mordheim esque. That would be really good. I yeah, Mordheim back yeah. in the day. Just uh, do a warband entirely of archers. You couldn't do that in more time. I think you had percentages of how many archers oh, you could use. Oh, is there? Because yeah, it, cause it was so broken and, yeah. ranged combat. I could, I could be wrong, <clears throat> but I have a vague memory of of being limited on archery. All right. Uh, the the rules will all be... Oh, they'll be uh, completely they'll different. They'll be more yeah. akin to the Age of Sigmar rules. Yeah. yeah. So And, and, and sh- shooting is... A lot more um, reasonable than it was in uh, Warhammer Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The laser guided cannons and stuff like that. Yep. So that's uh, what we've been up to. Now now Tom's going to uh, complain about a Kickstarter. Right. That's pissed him off. So, uh, objectively, right? So I've, I've never. He's so keen. I've, oh, never been, <laughs> I've been sitting on this for 24 hours. Yeah. So I've never backed Kickstarter before. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was my first sort of foray into Kickstarter. Yeah. And it's the Critical Role uh, miniatures for from Steamforge Games. Big fan of Critical Role. Been with it since a third into season one. Really happy to see the models come in. But they would have had the these sculpts before. You would the imagine Chinese, so. You also kind of know when well, China... Because we, we order some... You know, I'm an electrician. We order some of our fittings and things from China. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the distributors that we deal with have said that manufacturing hasn't quite ramped back up mm-hmm. in yeah. China yet so even though it's over they had to have got those sculpts mm-hmm. before the, th- the Chinese New Year the thing is as well you you know when Chinese New Year is going to be in a given year you can mm-hmm. plan your it's, you can plan yeah. around this it's not Steamforge's first rodeo they've they've had yeah, stuff exactly. uh, mm-hmm. manufactured in China before they know how it is yeah 
And this is the other thing, you know, using the 3D renders and the resin sculpts. May they probably should have been a little bit more forthright in saying final product's not going to be as detailed as this because that is just how that works. I think yeah, I think you know you can accept a level of they're not going to look to this, but we're we're way off base here. This isn't yeah. you know this is apples and oranges yeah. sort of thing. Um, and it's a shame because I've bought a few of their single resin critical raw minis that they've released, um, and they're beautiful. Like mm -hmm. I, I high praise for them across the board. Um, so to see the this is the the rendition of the main characters that they're going to be releasing, and you you kind of got to flinch a little bit at it. One of the things that we mentioned before we came in to record was if, if they're charging a premium for these figures, that they're going for high detail. Mm -hmm. Part of me wonders why a UK based company has opted to have them mass produced in China mm -hmm. when um as as we mentioned Nottingham in particular there's a glut oh, there's loads of, of, uh, of companies I mean obviously GW but they don't they they don't outsource yeah. their their facilities but um you'll have loads of like casters because yeah. um, that seems to be the the sort of hub if yeah, you will for for war kind of like nerd mecca in the new in the in the UK so um, that obviously it, it, it's grown out of Games Workshop being based there and mm -hmm. you know guys that have come through Games Workshop they set up their own companies mm -hmm. and things but there are, there are a number of companies based around Nottingham and there'll be in other parts of the UK that do injection moulding for, for model companies mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they do it to a very high standard so, I mean do, do you think people would rather pay a little bit more i think so yeah i think you know it wasn't cheap um to to buy into but if i knew i was getting assured quality certainly to the standard that i've been satisfied with with the the single minis mm -hmm. um i i would have been happy to pay a little yeah. bit more to keep it home homespun um you know and keep it in the uk and i understand why they've used chinese manufacturers it's money is the bottom line it's a lot cheaper um yeah. but you know when it's it's this level of disparity in in quality you've got to make a judgment call whether it's worth it. Yeah. I think what worries me as well is, and I don't want to throw shade on the critical role community, but they are very accepting and very forgiving. And I'm, I'm worried that that goodwill's being a bit abused, being a bit abused. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, you know, no one's really calling out, calling foul. Um, have the, have the actors uh, who were in critical role, have they said anything? I couldn't go on record about it. I haven't researched that. Thoroughly, okay. I've, not, I've certainly not seen anything. Yeah, um, obviously, there's not been an episode aired since that that right. came out. Obviously, and they've not really said a lot on the show about the mini since they were announced. Um, it's interesting because on the show they do use the minis. Yeah. They have some of the original sculpts. Mm -hmm. um, so you have seen these in action for months now, um, and it's a shame that what you're going to be getting through the door is potentially not going to mirror what you're seeing on the show which is yeah. is rough um and obviously these are these are make-believe characters that are only really shown in fan art and things so that mm. their appearance is abstract to a point but you know when when you've got the step of marshmallow man as a mini <laughs> you kind of got to make a yeah. well we we've um we've really questioned the quality of some of steamforge's products before haven't we because the um 
the Dark Souls miniatures look phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, it's the material that, they're, they're made from this horrible bendy, rubbery plastic. Plastic. Right. Okay. Um, because uh, um, you know, people that listen to the show regularly will know that um, I quite enjoy painting. Mm-hmm. So when I saw the Dark Souls stuff, I mean, I, I'm I'm not really invested in the video game side of Dark Souls, but mm. the the design of the world is is beautiful. That that weird uh, gothic baroque yes. nightmare mashup mm. that they've got. It's a got. really nice aesthetic. Yeah. So I, I I was quite looking forward to maybe painting up a couple of them, but when Aye. I saw this bendy plastic, I thought that paint's just going to flake off. Yeah. Aye. That's interesting. I've I've seen those models. Uh, a friend of mine has them and he used them in a game of D and D as some monsters. And I do remember looking at them and going, "These are beautiful." Yeah. And then I picked them up and and funnily enough, I as I touched them, I was like, "Oh, that that doesn't quite feel right." No, it's, not, it's not the way you would expect no. a model of that size because they're quite chunky models as well. They're, they're oh yeah, big, they're, they're not exactly light. Some of them either. Well, I, I, don't, mean, I don't know the name of them, but there's the the big fat guy with the with hammer, the massive hammer. Yeah, the kind of corpulent boss guy. Yeah, 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 yeah I know what you mean. He, his hammer is solid plastic, uh, and the, the, this is how poor the the plastic is. So much so that the haft of the hammer where it reaches the head of the hammer has bent under, right, the, weight under the weight of the hammer of the itself. Mm. That's a shame. Um, Aye. So it's I've I've seen a I've seen a few uh projects that, that Steam Forged have put up that look vaguely interesting, mm. but the Dark Souls one kinda turned me off and yeah. we we've not really revisited Dark Souls. We played the first couple of scenarios and oh, this is pretty good, but what I've heard from people that have delved a bit deeper is that it, it seem this it seems to suffer from the sort of cool many or not syndrome. Aye. Where it looks that's it. it looks great, but like once you actually get through the door there's there's not much, See, not I, much there. I was maybe a little bit naive because I'd obviously never really got into Kickstarter. Only really knew much about it from you guys. Yeah. Um and I looked into some of, of their stuff and I looked at like the Guild Ball minis and I was like, They're they're nice minis. Uh, Guild, Guild Ball's a very highly thought of game yeah, as well. Um I've got a few Guild Ball minis that I've picked up solo just to use as Pathfinder models and things and yeah. conversions and they're not they're not bad at all. They're, they're quite, quite nice. medievally looking even yeah. as a sports game. Forgive me because I, I I'm I've I've not got up close with a Gilbore mini though. Is it resin that they're casting, or is it plastic? Tell you to be honest, I was under the impression it was plastic. Right. Okay. Uh, All right. Be a mix. Yeah. Yeah, It could be a mixed bag, but I'm I was under the impression certainly they were plastic. Um, The ones I've seen have definitely. They are nice Um, though the the Gilbore stuff, but it it's starting to look more and more like it's, it's maybe a bit premature to say it. I think maybe Steamforged are a one hit wonder. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that someone steps in. I'm hoping that because the 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 quality of Critical Role's uh, merchandise is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, their books that they've released are stunning. Um, their T-shirts are great quality. I would hope that their merchandising team are are taking an interest. Yes. Yes. I, I sure they are. I don't think they'll be happy. Yeah. Because like you say, it's um, Critical Role is. Obviously, it's its own entity. Mm-hmm. Wizards of the Coast have a massive interest mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the in the success of Critical Role. It's a, it's a platform for promoting mm-hmm. their their game. Mm-hmm. So there's some very big, very important people 
mm. that will be watching this yeah. campaign. Um, I don't think Steamforge can afford to mess this one up. No, I think it's it's a big draw for them. Um, yeah. They even said when the Kickstarter finalised, you know, this has been a lot bigger than we anticipated, which seems slightly naive, but yeah. fair enough. Um, so I think they can't afford for this to go pear-shaped. I think it's going to have a bad detrimental effect on them. But I'm so. hopeful, you know, I'm, I'm I'm optimistic that they'll they'll get their, their shit together. <laughs> I hope so, um, because I... You don't. You don't want to see any company fail, but particularly one, the home team. Ah, uh, yeah, were, yeah, know? exactly. Because um, goodness knows that there's enough um, American German mm. dominance within the industry as it is. Aye, yeah. Well, watch the space, folks. Tom will be uh, back no doubt once that he, yeah. he receives his miniatures. I'll keep you updated. Yeah. <laughs> And I think uh, with that, I think that's yeah. all we've got time for. So, look, guys, thanks very much uh, for listening to us at home. Uh, until next time, take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.